Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Zach, we are Zooming again. We're Zooming again. Is we this are, just, uh, is yeah. This is part, part of growing up. Is that what this is? It's part of uh, schedule conflicts for sure, so. Yeah, we're grown-ups. We have big boy jobs and children, and this just happens. Yes. Right? Yep. So uh, I didn't come prepared today, Zach. I came with no microphone. I'm sitting in my office. I am talking to you now on my computer microphone. Um, so, man, I hope this sounds good. Yeah, I think it's fun. You're good. You say you, say you feel good about it, so I feel good about it. Yeah. So, uh, big things happening last week, Zach. Week two is in the books. And as of right now, in our league, Tecmo Power Runners are in first place by two points over the Big Orange Bullies. Yes. Biggest and, biggest surprise there has to be Isaiah 40-31 is 2-0 and right now. 2-0 and and just 20 points out of first place. So, I know. This might be his um, best start. I, I would think so. And uh, against all odds. Last week, um, I played Kemp's crew, and Jake was very kind to me on the post-draft episode um, and then proceeded to beat me in um, Monday Night Football thanks to Josh Allen. Right. Um, you, you did have the counter to Josh Allen. He was just uh, – he was on your bench. Uh, oh, oh um, I I don't want to talk about Tua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I saw that matchup. So Russell Wilson, fourteen point two five points. <laughs> Tua, forty nine point five five with six passing touchdowns, and that's including two interceptions. It could have been over fifty. Come on, man. Oh my goodness, are you starting uh, from here on? Uh, Jake sent me a text. Yeah, midway through the day, it was either Sunday or maybe. Monday morning, we texted back and forth all weekend, and uh, he said, "Tua should not be on your bench anymore. Oh, yeah, you need to start Tua the rest of the way." Yeah, and uh, you know, you you kind of Tua Tua got a lot of bad press all through the off season. Yes, and and who knows, Tua may go out next week and just lay an egg. There's no telling. Yeah, but Tyreek Hill all through the off season was like, guys, he's pretty good. You know, Tyreek Hill over and over and over was like, I like my quarterback, guys. You know, stop. So, uh, man, Tyreek Hill looked great. Jalen Waddle looked great. Um, Did you have yeah. any thought about starting Tua over Russell Wilson? No. Yeah. No, not yet. I just – I felt like – I just felt like Russell Wilson was coming into this season with something to prove. I, I In two of my three leagues, I had Russell Wilson starting and Tua on the bench. Yeah. You know, what's funny is the big deal about Tua in the offseason was the uh, underthrown pass that he made yeah. and they yeah. put on Twitter or so, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Those if you go back and look at those two touchdown passes that he made to Tyreek. He has Tyreek has to wait on him just a little bit. So yeah. I don't know if Tyreek's just that fast or or what. I'm sure he is that fast, but just kind of funny that he, he kind of had to hang up just a little bit for the, the passes to come in. So, but yeah, Tua look good. I guess you're going to be starting them. I will start Tua this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other surprises, pacing your face, league champ, 0-2. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Cameron Reed had a huge week in yes. week two. Saw and, that. And took the L. 
I know. Just so, ran into the, of course, runs into the highest scoring team of the entire week, Tecmo. So that was a tough loss for for Cam. He would have beat every other team in the league. Yep. So the O the O train is not running yet. It, it yeah. needs some coal. Do we need to uh send out like a some help? Uh, I don't know. Ja- I think J- James needs to start singing or something because yeah, something. We need to we need to hear from the O train. I'm worried. It's not working yet, but um you know, it's it's not time to overreact. It's just week 2. There's a lot of season left. Um any team that has wombat in it should probably get going. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, other than I'm satisfied with where my team's at right now. I'm really frustrated about when you have two quarterbacks and you have to play that game. Um, but this week Tua, oh, oh, I had, I didn't say this, but this week Tua plays the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Russell Wilson against San Francisco Tua against the Buffalo Bills. Right. You know, the other surprise I would say is, is I guess it really affects the West Coast Wombats, but is uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are. Yes. Yeah. Not looking themselves right now. So that's really affecting them with Jamar Chase and the stack of Joe Burrow. So. Well, you just look, just compare those two. Compare the press for Joe Burrow through the offseason and the press for Tua through the offseason. Joe Burrow came in so much hype. It was Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. That's all you heard about. Right. And, um, and yeah, the Bengals, Bengals need to figure something out, man. Yes. Um, they, I think they'll I mean, bounce back. They'll bounce back. It'll be fine, but it's just, I, that's very surprising right now. Uh, the Bengals look way better than the Titans right yes. now. Yes. The Titans are a disaster right now so i'm i'm hoping they figure something out yeah i hope really, pace is okay really traveling all the way there for that game i saw jacob adams posted uh something that said like well tennessee didn't hold up their end of the bargain this week or something like that i thought that was funny <laughs> yeah. uh they traveled all the way to Buff- buffalo and um they had a the 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 table meme uh with jacob sitting behind it that said uh it was a lateral change my mind which i'm sure that got some heat in the, in, the, in the tailgating area at Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the Titans should give them something for free, tickets to a home game or something. like. That's some dedication for them to go and then have to sit through the, all that. Yeah, 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 an apology. Yes. We, we, we're we sorry. Yeah. I knew, I knew that – I mean, Tennessee beat Buffalo last year, and I'm sure they had that circled. They were ready. Um, they were not going to let them come in there and, and keep it close. And it, it – when it was seven seven, I thought, "Hey, we're going to hang in there," and then the wheels just completely fell off. So, uh, but week two's in the books. We're moving on to week three. Uh, Zach, you want to go over the All Pro team? Yes, let's go to the All Pro team here for week two. We have your top quarterback, Tua, uh, for yeah. strong side, forty nine point fifty five. I do want to mention though that there was a very close second that may not have heard of but it was lamar jackson 48.80 he had like 118 rushing yards or something he might have been the number one rusher in the nfl this week wow. and he had, yeah so he's right there behind Tua. your top wide receiver was Diggs for rish 44.80 points tyreek hill for big orange bullies 43.25 
your top running backs, Nick Chubb, 32.30 for West Coast Wombats. Aaron Jones for strong side, 32 points. Top tight end, uh, Mark Andrews, 25.70 for Kevin. Top flex spot player was Jalen Waddle for Greco, 41.35. Your top kicker is Gano for the New York Giants, 18.60 points. He's a free wow. agent. Your top DST, again, Tampa Bay, 29 points for Kevin. Your top IDPs. Um, the there we go. Safety for uh, Baltimore, Williams, 22 points, zero points for Tecmo. Uh, Devin White, 19.25 for Jake. Aiden Hutchinson, a defensive mm. end for yeah. Detroit, who was rookie. The, the rookie, rookie. The, yep. the, uh, the star from, I guess, his was that he, he was the one that sang that song, right? For was that him? Did you see that? I think that was him for uh, the hard knocks I, on HBO. Oh, I didn't see it. Probably. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, yeah, no. you need to go, you need to go look that up. He, he had three sacks, 18 points. Seems like a player that should be on the uh, Almond Brothers. They always like the defensive end, so uh, free agent, go get him. Camille Dean, Tampa Bay cornerback, 17 points, free agent. And Darius Slay, as we all saw, uh, for Philly, 16.75. He is a free agent, bringing the total to 409.55. Last week, we were at 402.45. So pretty good week and our number one week so far. Thank you, Miami Dolphins, Yeah, for that done. number one week. Yeah. Show me the money. I was looking at the fab spending so far, Man, uh, which, yeah. which is the first time I've looked at fab spending because I haven't spent a dollar on fab yet. Yes. Um, These have been two of the worst and most boring waiver wires for to start a season that I can remember. I mean, across the board in my other leagues, there's just not much movement. Nobody... Nobody really. There's not much out there, um, but we did have some some big ones right there's, here. There's there's one there's one glaring standout on the uh, Bucks spent. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Gregco. Yes, Gregco dropped forty dollars on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So wow, um, with no competing bids, none. So uh, Greg must be. <laughs> I didn't know he was a big uh, Jimmy G fan, but apparently he wow. had no idea. So uh, Greco was awarded Jimmy G for forty five dollars <laughs> with no competing bids. No competing bids. And that's then, my that's my favorite. Yeah, and then the next uh, Greco got Tyler Conklin from the Jets, the tight end. I'm looking to see what he did this past week. Six of nine targets for forty yards. Um, tight end's a thin position this year, so I understand he went for ten fab to Greg. There are three competing offers. Kemp's crew for six. Isaiah 40-31 for two. Big Orange Bullies for two. So uh, Greg can feel good about that. He got uh, Conklin there. So, uh, yeah, that's it for Fab. Every, everybody else was just picking up some free players. Um, and uh, Jeff, or, Jeff or Rob, I'm not sure who. I'm going to say it was Jeff making moves right after the players come, come off the wire. Oh, yeah. At 2.43 a.m. No doubt. No the, doubt. The waivers were awarded at 2.35. Jeff or Rob, I'm going with Jeff, 2.43 a.m. making moves. There's got to be – he's got to have notifications set on his phone or something to be like, you know, that sends him the fab yeah, for everybody. Something. And then he just hears the beep in his sleep and immediately starts picking up players. Yeah. So um, I'm impressed. 
So. They are. There is no doubt that uh, Tecmo Power Runners are coming to play this year. Yes. They're ready to go. Last right. year, the wonky draft. Sorry about my church phone that keeps ringing. That's yeah, all right. Uh, from Christopher. I don't know who Christopher is. But, Just pick it up and hang it up. That would be really nice. Uh, Apparently, there's nobody at the desk, so we'll just yeah. let it keep ringing. Yeah. All right. Um, there was also yesterday at 10, 18 a.m., a trade was made in the league. Yes. What is your uh, – yeah, we made a trade with uh, Kevin. We sent um, Kirk Cousins and DeAndre Hopkins for Justin Herbert. So I really want to make it a point that we go over all the trades that are made this year and just who you think wins. And if we're involved in the trade, then we can kind of – give our take on it. So what do you think about the trade? Uh, man. Um, you know, I think D hop suspended for how long? Six uh, games. six games. So he'll be back. So, so when, De- when Deandre Hopkins comes back, that's going to mean something, right? Right. Um, he cannot sit on the IR spot. Is that right? Correct. So when you're suspended, spot. you do take up a roster spot. Um, this is just my my opinion, obviously, which means nothing considering I haven't won since 2003 in this league. But um, I would definitely prefer to be on your your end of that trade. Yep. Um, Justin Herbert. Now, was this a trade you all offered, or was this a trade that that Kevin offered? Kevin offered this out of the clear blue. We hadn't texted him or anything. It just showed up. Um just randomly so he sent it to us okay uh herbert with uh 58.85 points on the year so far uh justin herbert who is a mvp candidate this year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um leaving kevin with kirk cousins who my assumption is he's trying to double up with Justin Jefferson, right? Does he have Justin Jefferson? Is that right? Or is that another league? Yes, he's trying to stack. That's what he's doing. He's stacking Kirk Cousins with Justin Jefferson, which I will say, like, with West Coast, when that gets clicking, their stack, anybody else that has a stack, that is the worst when you are playing a team like that that has a good offense. Yeah. Um, So we've done it in the past. I I see what Kevin's doing. So, So I'll say that out of all the teams in our league, the only team, that should have Kirk Cousins is probably Kevin White. Yeah. So, uh, so with that said, I understand the logic of it, um, but I I would still rather have Justin Herbert yeah. than Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff. Right. Um, who? Let's see. Let's see where they are this season. Kirk Cousins has thirty five points on the season. Jared Goff has fifty two. So Jared Goff statistically is up there with Justin Herbert. Um, Kirk Cousins had a bad week last week, but oh, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll he'll probably bounce back. Quarterback's a weird thing because uh, we get all we get all kind of up in arms and hot and bothered about trades sometimes, but the way we draft quarterbacks, um, I, I would say that had you gotten an elite running back for a quarterback and a suspended wide receiver it's probably a a worse deal um but quarterbacks are weird because jimmy garoppolo may end up having more points than justin herbert fantasy wise yep you never know hopefully justin stays healthy he's got cracked ribs apparently which was uh 
the only thing we were kind of worried about with the trade. But I definitely see where, you know, where Kevin's coming from, wanting to stack with uh, Justin Jefferson, top wide receiver in the league. And uh, obviously we liked it. We took the trade. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, considering uh, you have Jameis Winston as your other quarterback, right, yeah. I, I, I would have hit accept in one second on that trade. Right. Well, we I just, would, picked, we just yeah. picked up Jameis because we had Trey Lance and he got hurt. So, Well, you might as well add a quarterback with cracked ribs. You got yeah. a quarterback with a broken back, a quarterback with a broken ankle. Was yeah. that right, Trey yeah. Lance? So, yeah. yeah. Might as well just keep it going. Any injured quarterback, h and uh, they're, they're here for business. So yeah, we're here. We're open. Speaking of open for business, uh, we have an exciting call of the week this week. Uh, it's kind of hard to pin this guy down. He is very, very busy selling houses all over uh, all over the area. Um, Million-dollar producer of home sales in this area. Donut buy a house without him. Ryan Risher is our guest for call of the week. It's time for the call of the week. All right, we are joined by Ryan Risher of Donut Stop Believing. Ryan, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I am ready to make this podcast great again. <laughs> All right, well, before we make it great again, what is your assessment of the Titans after the game? Oh, boy, that was hard, wasn't it? That yeah. was just rough to watch. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I had to take it off and uh, watch some Coco Melon with my, my daughter <laughs> and kind of ease my pain for a while before bed. Yeah. Do you, are you worried about our next few games coming up? Are you worried about the offense in general? Well, you know, the weird thing is, is normally Munchak, you know, after a loss will bounce back. And uh, that was just a, <laughs> a larger uh, bounce to the wrong direction. Uh, I, I, it's terrifying. I, I really don't know what to expect from the Titans for the rest of the year. Do you think this is from us not having A.J. Brown or what's your opinion on it? You think Ten Hill's close to being done? What's your opinion? I you know, I, I think it's from, from the, the Titans are just not adjusting to the game. Uh, you know, you look at how aggressive, you know, championship teams are like the Bills or, uh, you know, like, like you know, Patrick Mahomes. And it's like we just keep running on first down, go back to a play action on second. It's just a very predictable play calling. And uh, the Bills just destroyed us for it. Yep. Do you think that we see Malik Willis this year at quarterback for like, you know, starting a game? I, I, I think so. And Malik has got to be the most likable guy. I, I He's just, you know, it, it, just his interviews, everything. He just seems like such a wonderful guy. I wish he could have time, you know, before he gets thrown to the wolves. Because uh, even in preseason, there just didn't look to be a lot of connection between him and the receivers or, you know, there's, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I wish he could wait before, but unfortunately, I think you're going to see him this year. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's go back to the draft real quick. Uh, what What did Ashton think of the draft? Did he like it? Ashton thought the food was delicious. He thought the food was delicious, so he did. Yes, like the draft. he had no idea what else was going on. <laughs> he, he he asked me uh, probably three thousand times, though. You know, the last couple Sundays, how do we do, Dad? How do we do? Oh, that's good. So he, he cares. You know, yeah, he just yeah. he doesn't know what's going on. Like he actually asked me after the draft. He goes, "Did we win?" <laughs> and I was like, "It's not started." I, I don't know if he's quite figured it out yet, but when he does, I think he'll like it. Right. Do you think there's any future plans for a co-manager? I, I wish. I wish my boys were passionate about football, but yeah, it looks like we're going to stick to cross country and soccer <laughs> and stuff like that for now. Yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe they maybe they'll turn to to like it. Um, 
so did you like the draft this year with us picking from the computer and everything? You know that makes me happy, Zach. You know yeah. that makes me very happy. <laughs> the, yeah. the only complaint I could think of the whole draft was not having Slim Jims. But, man, I we are very grateful for what you guys do, <laughs> uh, putting on the draft every year. I know Matt that, you know, does a lot. You do a lot. Uh, we really appreciate the time that you guys put in every year. Hey, I want you to know that I did look for Slim Jims, and I was going for, to a lot of different places. But there was nowhere where I could just like find a Slim Jim. I just wanted a single <laughs> Slim Jim. I looked all over. I especially looked really hard in Food Lion because uh, that's where we get our bottled the bottled crush and root beer or whatever and all that. But I was looking hard there. Man, I could not find a Slim Jim anywhere. So I want you to know that, that I did look. Well, uh, I will excuse you for effort. Then. Yeah, just this one year, maybe next year, you know, I'll I'll be sure to find that. So even Sarah was like, "You got to get that Slim Jim for Rish." She even mentioned it. So. Oh man, but but you know, you look at the the Ashton's eyes were huge. I, I got to tell you this really quick. Ashton, my son, he's a runner. Him and Ethan and Ashton kept sneaking like he was doing something. I knew he was up to something. <laughs> I think Ashton ate like thirty of Sarah's cookies, <laughs> and. and and during his race, I looked at him. His eyes were so big. He oh. ran one of his worst times all year. <laughs> um, I really think that he ate too many cookies. We we actually still, uh, since his last race, have been calling him Cookie Monster, teasing him because he ate so many cookies he made himself sick during the race. So Wow. Uh, kudos to Sarah for being a, a, an excellent cookie maker. Uh, you know, Nookie's cookies better look out. They're, she's coming after you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, so uh, how how do you feel about your team right now after you, I guess, uh, I don't know what the word is, shocked everybody by drafting five wide receivers <laughs> in a row? Um, you know, it, 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 did that surprise people? I, I, yeah. I, really? No, no that, that, that was definitely a weird strategy. I get it. But, you know, I, I'm looking at, you know, the past years – uh, you know, I've done this, you know, actually quite a bit the last few years I've drafted receivers, but I've never drafted that many that quickly, but I feel like this year, everyone really switched to running back quicker than normal. And it, just looking at the board, I felt like there was a higher value at receiver than there was running back. So my hope was either a, you know, finding, uh, you know, kind of like that Eli Mitchell last year that I could put in a starting role. Uh, you know, late in the draft or something like that, you know, unfortunately it didn't quite work. I don't have as strong of a running back team as I, I'd hoped. Right. At what point did you realize you were like, I'm all in, I'm just going wide receiver. Like, was it just right before you picked that you were like, I, I honestly, in, in the first two rounds, I mean, I was going to pick the best, um, you know, uh, running back. I, I really oh, was okay. yeah, I mean, okay. strat strategy wise. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always would like to go running back. Uh, but then I kind of looked at the board and I'm like, you know, goodness. So these guys that they're not really supposed to still be here. Maybe I should go ahead and grab them at, uh, 14 and, you know, just kind of anchor that spot. But then we came back around and I see Drake London, who I think could be the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, you know, I see some of these guys like that and I saw Cortland Sutton still on the board. I'm like, you know what? I mean, I can either get Cortland Sutton or I can get a, a running back who, you know, is a starter now, but will he be week six? You know, I, that's, that's how I was. I, that's kind of my thought process. It may fail miserably, but that's what I was thinking. No, I actually think it's kind of working out in your favor. Your team's looking, you know, pretty good for the most part. You got, uh, you went Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Deontay Johnson in the third round, Cortland Sutton in the fourth, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster in the fifth. Where'd you get, let's see, you got Drake London in seventh. 
So, and you got to be happy with James Robinson in, in round nine. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I knew those guys. I really thought James was going to be the guy. I knew a lot of people would pick the other Etienne Jr. Whatever. I, I figure a lot of people go that route. I really thought Robinson was the guy. Everything I read online, people were saying the discussion boards, the local like fan base thought that Robinson was still the guy. So, I mean, I yeah. thought I, I could kind of get him late. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room here. Um, yes. I know this is going to be slightly awkward, but we need to address. Oh this. yeah. Why yeah. no handshake? between you oh, and Jordan Awanis in the past couple of years. What's you know, going on? It, it, it's weird. My people actually contacted Awanison, uh prior to the draft and like, hey, you know, I know that we differ in our politics. You know, Awanison, as you know, is a very liberal in his ways. Uh, but, you know, his team came back and said something about uh, since COVID-19, they were a little fearful uh, that Jordan preferred a double mask um, before <laughs> shaking hands. And I was like, you know, I just, I can't. I can't do that. That's just too much for me. You know, I don't want to show up to the mat. I don't want to show up to the, the draft double masked and all that. Wow. You know, so I just, I thought it was too far, a little bit too liberal for my way. So, you know, I was like, you know what, we won't shake hands. I'll just, uh, I'll just beat you in the, uh, you know, regular season, as you know, was about to happen this week. Right. Yes. Very. And, and quickly, do you have something against Golden Corral as, as he is accusing you of? You can actually rearrange the the letters in uh, Golden Corral to say Doctor Large Colon. I don't know if you knew that. Wow. Yeah, you can I, actually. So that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you guys are playing each other this week, which uh, is in its own the matchup. It's got to be the matchup of the week, um, and it should be under the rivalry ma- matchup. But so, what do you think? You got any words for for Jordan before you guys square off this week? Yeah, I mean, it's always nice having a bye week. You know, it's always nice for your team to rest and not have to stress and just kind of be able to watch football and not worry about winning or losing, you know, knowing your team's got an easy win. It's, it's always a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, let's see. He is 2-0 and right now, and you are 1-1. and He has scored just a few more points against uh, his opponents or points for him. So, should be an interesting matchup there. I like it. I, it should be peaceful for my team. I plan on uh, hitting cruise control and just relaxing and winning as usual. Yeah. All right. So real quick, I, I wanted to do this. What has been your favorite team name throughout the years? Because you are one to change your name. So <laughs> let, let, let's go back really quickly. We uh, yeah, yeah. Starting back in 2013, the original, and what I always think of with Rish, the Risher Rainmakers. Was that your first? <laughs> was 2013 your first year in our league? Does that sound right? It, it, it was. That's okay. correct. Yep. And then yep. in, in 2014, we went to For Risher or Poorer. <laughs> 2015, Trump's Troopers. Okay. 2016, okay. SCDT. What is that? Stone Cold Donald Trump or something. I don't know. It was something (laughs) stupid. I don't know what it was. And then 2017, we have Liberal Progressive. And then now we have Dragon Energy. So out of all of those, which one has been your favorite? You know, I I liked all those. But Matt actually created my newest name. I did not create Do Not Stop Believing. And it's been my favorite. Uh, Actually, yeah, it's actually been my my favorite of all those. So I actually got credit to Matt Suggs for creating not just my team name, but team logo. So do you foresee a change in the future anytime soon? It seems like you got a run of about two to three years per name. Yeah. You know, I, I've been pretty successful with this one. I think I had, what was a, a, was a third place finish and a fifth place finish with this name. I feel like I've kind of turned around the dynasty. I'm ready to uh, get a first place finish with this name. All right. 
Okay, so Rish, uh, tell us about this new segment that you have um, that you're wanting to debut right here. It's going to be called What I Like About You, so could you kind of fill us in. Yeah, it's very simple. It's what I like about you and your team. It's everything that you're doing right. We're going to talk about what I like about you. All right, here we go. Debut of What I Like About You. CMB Fantasy, it is time for me to talk about what I like about you. Let's talk about the good things. Let's start out with the big orange bullies. Tyreek Hill is absolutely terrifying. Double-digit targets. And Waddle on the other side just makes him even more open. I thought Tyreek Hill would be a dud this year, but wow, 43 fantasy points in week two can make him a scary upset team in this league. Not to mention Taylor and Gibson as his duo and running backs. This guy can put up serious points any given week, both getting plenty of carries and plenty of targets out of the backfield. Big Orange already looking like a playoff contender. Next team, we got H&F Industries. This was the quietest, best draft. The fantasy season is a marathon, not a sprint. H&F carries the depth that no other team possesses this year and will carry one of the best records at the end of the year. They won't have those guys that put up 50 points every week, but they will bring consistency and steady high scores every week with a wide receiver lineup of Robinson Myers, Michael and Thomas and Michael Pittman, along with their soon to return DeAndre Hopkins. These guys are going to coast this season deep into a playoff run. This is arguably one of the best wide receiver teams in the league with the ex exception of myself, of course. Next, you got Tecmo Power Runners. Don't be fooled by their obscure, obscure names when they draft every year. They always are the first to, to find the next up-and-coming player. Tecmo is always very quick to pick out the very best free agents in the league. And as usual, they always come out in the top. So I think this year, Tecmo Power Runners, you can very well see as being one of the highest point scorers in the league. Next, you got Greg Coe, Waddle, baby, Waddle, baby, Waddle, baby, Waddle. If you thought Miami could have six passing touchdowns this last week, I would have called Tua liar. See what I did there, Zach? Jalen Waddle is insanely impressive and may end up be one of the best and top fantasy receivers this year. Then you had Greg come back and make a sneaky pick with Gabriel Davis from Buffalo is highly and fairly. He's actually fairly sharing targets with Stephon Diggs. And then you have Debo Samuel, who is going back to his familiar QB in San Francisco. All this and still has one of the top fantasy running backs in Swift. Next, we have Kemp's crew. As you know, Jake is kind of like the Tim Duncan of fantasy football. He's not going to be exciting, but he's going to consistently be good. He's always the dreaded opponent. Jake always brings one of the best IDPs in the league. And this year he boasts the best quarterback, Josh Allen. His top backs have include Austin Eckler. And because he always comes prepared to the draft, unlike me, he lands great late round picks like Christian Kirk, who has absolutely been brilliant this year. If Jake team loses, it's never going to be a blowout. Next, you got Isaiah 4031. Yes, my nemesis. I get it. Jordan's liberal ways actually paid off this year. His controversial pick in Najee Harris, it was actually not very well received at the draft. And not many of the picks that Jordan made were big with many draft analysts. And they told us not to pick and to stay away from. For instance, Kyler Murray, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper were all players that we were supposed to decline this year. And sure enough, they've been explosive so far. Some, some people in the draft actually laughed off some of his picks, 
but he ended up with easily one of the best IDP groups in the league. Jordan could very well be a playoff contender this year. Next, you have strong side, Matt Suggs. The scary part about strong side is there's no weak side. There's not a position on Matt's team where you can look and say, well, he don't have many points there in this position this week. Matt drafted the most balanced and terrifying team. I don't want to have to face a team like this in the playoffs. Just when Matt looked like he might be weak at the quarterback position with Russell Wilson having a hard time finding the end zone, Tua comes out of nowhere with a 49-point game. Next, you have pace in your face, Jordan Pace. Pace is not just cooking up good barbecue. He is cooking up good fantasy teams. And like his meat, he likes his teams well done. Even with the recent injury of Godwin, Pace has the depth at wide receiver and a very dangerous Mahomes and Kels connection that will sting his opponents every time those two hook up in the end zone. We expect to see Jordan Pace his way to the playoffs again this year. Your worst nightmare, Kevin, though you were not this draft, you were in our hearts. Kevin, we love you and miss you and hope your family is doing well and we're sending our prayers your way. But even in your absence... I'm going to keep this very simple. Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson, DJ Chark, Pollard, and Andrews. Kevin is going to be a contender this year. His team is looking playoff bound. Next, we got West Coast Wombat. Don't be fooled by their slow start. WCW is loaded with talent. And if the Bengals O-line can get together, Burroughs and Chase connection is going to be dangerous. Also, with Chubb and Jacobs as their duo at running back, they can put up serious points any given Sunday. This next one's going to hurt me. East Coast Wombats. Guys, I'm looking for nice things to say. We're looking at a possible ice bucket this year. But if you make some good trades, Barkley and Kamara, you can have a very dangerous backfield. Next, we have the tight end whisperer, the Almond Brothers. Help, we need running back depth. James Conner may not be the answer, but no need to fear. Don't worry, everywhere else, we are strong on the Almond Brothers. Be looking for them as a wild card contender that can make a run for the top, just like last year. And last but not least, we have the Golden Eagle Football Club. Welcome to the league, a team that could be very dangerous and beat any team any week, just not consistently. I can say this team may just miss the playoffs, but definitely not a bad run for the first year. And that, Campbell Ball League, is what I like about you. All right. That was great. Thanks, Rish. Hey, I'm I, glad to be here. I, I felt glad like to make uh, it great again. Make it great again. Yeah. I felt like we uh, should have had a rundown, like with a news report or something right there, like on the side going through all the teams. That was great. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks, buddy. Is that going to be I something you want to do weekly or what? How, how often will this happen? Whenever I, I feel like gracing you with my presence, you know, and, and I, I do want to bring up one stat here. I, I actually was not invited to last year's show, so I'm going to let you know. I had a beef with a the beef. Uh, I had a beef last year. Oh, you had a, a beef. secret beef. Oh, OK, OK. With yeah, the podcast show. I don't know if you do this. OK. Last year after my draft, every person called me one of the worst draft in the league. Uh, and, and on that show, it was you, Zachary. It was Jake. Okay. Uh, Suggs and Pace. Okay. And it, it, and and I have to point this out. I beat all of you in the regular season. Oh. With the exception of Jake. <laughs> but I did beat Jake in the playoff the game. So 
I, I had a secret vengeance. Wow. Yeah. Who last knew? year that, that was unspoken of. Wow. So, so uh, I, I, I need you guys maybe to say something mean so my team will do good again. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, Rich. Hey, before we let you go, as we always do, is there anything that you're looking for trade wise? What does your team need right now? Hey, guys, send me some tight ends if you got any. And also, uh, always looking at running back depth. All right, Rish, thank you for joining us. We uh, we enjoyed the new segment, and uh, hopefully we won't make your team mad so you won't beat us this year. <laughs> hey, my pleasure. And remember, don't buy a home without me. All right, thanks, man. All right, thanks to Rish for joining us for the call of the week. Really like the new segment. We'll see when it comes back. Um, and I'm really looking forward to his matchup this week, Suggs, uh, going up against Jordan Iwanison. Should be good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's uh... – that's big time this week. Zach, we haven't talked about the league pick them yet. Please be making your picks. Uh, Jordan Awanazan still in the lead uh, at 12 and two on the league pick them. Yes. Yeah. That That's, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. Two, two, two and oh, and in the lead for league pick them right now. So uh, we got Zach, Jordan, Jake, and Reed right there at the top. Zach, did you happen to see my week last week in league pick them? No, I'm looking right now. Drum roll. <laughs> you went one in six. My only win was yeah. picking HNF Industries. Hey, there you go. How about that? Very so, nice. Very nice. One in six in a league pick em is pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Um, the biggest underdog it looked like for the entire week was there's there's two two matchups that were the biggest underdog. One was pacing your face in Isaiah 40 31. Everybody picks pace in your face to win, except for uh, Jordan Iwanazan, Jake, and Cameron all picked Jordan Iwanazan to win that matchup. The other matchup, Suggs, was yours with Kemp's crew. And everybody picked Kemp's crew to win, except for me. You picked yourself, James, and Matt Collins picked you. So those were our biggest oh, underdogs this week. That was sweet. Whoa, 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 one more, one more. East Coast Wombats and Donuts Stop Believing. Um, if you do recall, I had Donut Stop Believing as my lock of the week, and they won. The only people to pick Donut Stop Believing were Greco, Jeff, and Reed. So those are your big underdogs. Nice. All right, let's move on to League Pick'em, Zach. Um, this is our segment called Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. We'll start with Donut Stop, Donut Stop Believing versus SAF 4031. Zach, um, Stefan Diggs had a 44-point week last week. Um, Tom Brady, who is 2-0, has had a 13-point and a 12-point week, um, which doesn't give me a ton of hope for fantasy stock. I think Tom Brady's one of those guys now that probably isn't the greatest fantasy quarterback. He's just a winning quarterback. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, he didn't um, look that great. That's just gonna. That's just how it's gonna be. He'll probably they'll eke out wins, but it won't be because Tom Brady throws for four hundred yards a game. Um, Tom Brady versus Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray had a, a big week. AJ Brown and Amari Cooper. Um, Amari Cooper had a twenty-five point week last week as well. Um, I'm gonna go with Isaiah forty thirty-one again. I think he has the hot hand, and I think he's gonna keep going. I, I don't want to. I hate to do this again, but I am. I'm going to double down on Rish, and this uh, this is going to be my lock of the week again. Um, 
Risher's going to win this one. Lock of the week. And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold sets up. All right. Some, some good love for Rish going on there. Strong side versus Big Orange Bullies. Uh, I am one and one. Big Orange Bullies, surprising me, I think, at 2-0. and oh, Maybe not. Um, Jalen Hurts is just – he's playing some football, man. Um, Tyreek Hill, unbelievable. Uh, when Keenan Allen gets healthy, he has done all of this so far without Jonathan Taylor really being a factor. And that's kind of scary, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, he's got Darren Waller, 17-point game. Yep. Corey Davis, a 16-point game in a flex spot. Um, oh, man. You're in trouble. And also, you still have Russell Wilson in your starting lineup. So, Well, that's going to change. Well, I don't know. It's Buffalo. What do I do? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm giving man. this to Big Orange Bullies. I think you're in trouble. They're, Jason Carver looking good. Whatever. I'll pick myself because that's what I, I do. Uh, it's a very unconfident pick of myself. Very, very, very. Asian F Industries at 2 and 0 versus East Coast Wombats sitting in the last place spot at 0 and 2. Zach, I made my picks at the beginning of the season all the way through just so I wouldn't forget because that's embarrassing. Right. Um, I picked East Coast Wombats in this matchup before the season even started. Um, I don't know why. Maybe I was just rolling through and clicking buttons. Um, Allen Robinson finally got um, a touchdown last week. I'm sure you were really excited about that. Seriously. I say finally. It's the second week. Let's right. calm down. Right? I know, yeah. <laughs> um, and again, you're doing all you're doing without Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's not has been a non-factor yeah. so far. Um, mm, is Alvin Kamara going to play? I have no idea if he's going to play, but I'm taking us. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers going up against Tampa Bay is going to be rough. And I don't know about if uh, Alvin Kamara is going to play or not. So Dallas has got a good defense against Barkley. Um, I'm picking us. Justin Herbert's going against the juggernaut that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. If, though, now, so. if, yeah, I could see that. I could see Jacksonville having a good game. And I'm, I am legitimately worried about uh, Herbert and his ribs. I mean, if they put a good hit on him, um, he could come out. So uh, we need Herbert and Pittman to stay healthy for sure this week. Yep. I'm going to pick H&F. Changing my pick. There you go. Up next is Greg Coe versus the West Coast Wombats. Greg Coe's 1-1, West Coast Wombats 0-2. Uh, Joe Burrow against the Jets. Uh, he They've stacked their team with Burrow and Jamar Chase, the West Coast Wombats. They just haven't gotten any production out of them yet. Yep. Uh, but I feel like that's going to change. So I'm going to go with West Coast Wombats on a bounce-back week for the Bengals. Yeah, I definitely like Swift and Waddle over there on Greco. Um, I want to see what Jimmy G has first, unless Greg has some intel I'm not aware of. Um, I think that West Coast could get their first win this week, so I'm going to go with them. Pacing your face at 0-2 versus the Auburn brothers at 0-2. That is fascinating, considering the the tear they were on last year. Um, they are huge favorites. Almond brothers are huge favorites to win. 60-40 right now. Why? What is it? Hmm. I don't know. I'm looking. Uh, yeah. I'm going position by position, and I don't know why. I Yeah, I'm not sure here. I'll tell you what. 
Tennessee, you would think they really want to get the running game going here against the Raiders, make a statement after Henry looked horrible last week. Um, I think, whew, I think you got to, I think you have to give it to uh, the Almond Brothers on this. Pat Mahomes is playing the Colts. The Colts looked bad last week. Yeah. They did. Um, they made Trevor Lawrence look like Pat Mahomes last yeah. week. I'm gonna go with pace in your face. All right. Up next is your worst nightmare versus the Golden Eagle Football Club. Right. I re- I really like Cam's team. I really like uh, St. Brown, Christian McCaffrey. Um, Zach Ertz has looked all right. Um, Cam Akers is a pretty rough, pretty rough setup in the flex spot. Um, especially playing against Daryl Henderson, who has kind of been gobbling up the carries for the Rams. But I'm going to go with Cameron, Golden Eagle Football Club. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Cameron here. I think that uh, once Kevin gets Hopkins back and he can put Henderson over ETN who has not looked good. ETN is just, he's not looked that great at all. Um, and then uh, having Henderson and Pollard there, that'll, that'll be good for his team. But I just think Cameron's got a good team. Um, I know they're underdogs this week, but I'm going to go with him. Up next, we have the two and O Kemp's crew versus two and O Tecmo power runners. Zach, oh. this is, this is our matchup of the week. It's finally time. Tuck your shirts in. Stop your yelling. Because it's now time for the What's Crack a Luck in the Big Dogs matchup of the week. I love that intro. <laughs> Uh, when I when I put it in last week, I'd forgotten how great that intro was. Ruz, Ruz, Ruz was. was. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out to. I was trying to say Ross and was at the same time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ross Garrison for uh, throwing us some some content to make yeah, that. That was good. It's, it's spectacular. Um, speaking of spectacular, Lamar Jackson, Cooper Cup, um. Man, Lamar Jackson against the New England Patriots. And Josh Allen's playing the Dolphins, who are I mean, they're they're kind of real deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hate um, to do I you know what? I've never done this before. I've never done this before. But I'm gonna have two locks of the week. It's uh, Kim's crew this week over Tecmo. Second lock of the week. And that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said so. I'm going for three and oh. Going wow. for three and oh on the, the locks of the week. This wow. is big. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, just go against you out of spite and pick Tecmo Power Runners then. All right. Because, because obviously in league pick them, I'm, I'm a boss this year. So Daryl Mooney's uh, going to get a touchdown this week. Um, it's going to happen. Oh, gosh. A.J. Dillon's playing Tampa Bay. Mm. Uh, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Here we go. We, We're ready. We, we've, already, we've already played the bumper. I know. That's, yeah, I'm locked in. Lead. I'm locked in. Let's go. All right. Well, hey, thanks, thanks to Rish for being on the podcast today, Zach. Thank you for uh, for being able to zoom. Sorry, I didn't have a microphone. 
Um, do you have any final words, comments you want to make before we move no, on? No, but uh, I do want to say this. I saw this on a few of the rosters. If you guys know, most of you do know, and I think people forget, but if a player is ruled out, you can move them to your IR spot and pick mm -hmm. somebody else up if you want to. So uh, if they're suspended or, you know, something else, you can't. But uh, just so you know, if a player goes out, move them to your, your IR spot and pick up somebody else. That's all I got. How long should I keep Odell Beckham Jr. on my bench? That's the oh, question. Goodness. That is the question. Yeah. He can't go on an IR spot. Right. NA, NA doesn't count. Right, yeah. You're in trouble with that. I'd probably cut ties. Yeah, you're probably right. We'll see. That'll just be part of the adventure. I mean, I guess you could hold on to him as long as uh, East Coast holds on to Deshaun Watson for 11 weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is. That's true. Yeah. They better pick it up. They may be way out of it. Kind of like the Cleveland Browns, really. Right. Man, what a game with the Jets. The yes. the, the nightmare of a comeback for the Cleveland Browns. So. Yeah. All right. Hey, we're just rambling now, so we're going to close this thing out. Zach, thanks a lot. Uh, everybody, make your league picks. Uh, good luck on week three. We are out.